Good morning, church family. Uh, I'll go ahead and tell you now. I don't know what's going on with my body this morning, so if I have to stop, uh, just hang on. I'll be back, okay? But uh, I, I can't get oxygen in this morning like I normally. And I've sneezed my head off, and my nose is still out for track, if you know what I mean. So I've asked Mr. Nick if I have to do something up here to cut me off, okay? But it's so good to see you in the house of the Lord today. We've got a lot going on today, so don't be in a hurry to get out of here, okay? Uh, you don't have to come back tonight, so best thing to do is enjoy the worship service. Yesterday, probably mid-afternoon, I was thinking about this. Now, in my heart then, I felt so excited uh, to be able to be here or making plans to be here today with all that's going on and all that I'm looking for God to do today because without Him, I'm not going to survive, okay? I'm not going to make it through this service without Him. So I'm trusting Him that He's going to take care of all that's trying to overtake this physical uh, body uh, that I stand before you in this morning. I want to make a, 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 this uh, also, if you're a guest in the house today, thank you so much for coming. And I hope you will fill out a care card. Uh, all of us need to do that because surely to goodness you're praying for somebody. And uh, we'll take those up at the close of the service. Concerning the close of the service, also today, if we want to receive a love offering for Brother David Pitts, uh, Pat Cole's son, not only has he lost his house and to a fire and all his possessions, but he's also somebody hit him in the back end, destroyed his car, and uh, so he's really having it hard. So I ask you to give, and give out of a loving heart today, because I'd rather be on the giving end than on the receiving end. Amen? And so, with that in mind, Back here in the commons area, those of you who are interested in these publications, these magazines, we have Open Windows, uh, Journey, Stand Firm, firm uh, Mature Living, and The Home Life. All of that uh, is back there for, for you to uh, take and enjoy and use. All right. Uh, many of you probably were not able to go to some graduation this weekend. And, uh, you know, I don't like what they did. All the high schools graduated at the same time. It was so unfair because, you know, we didn't get to go but to but one. And so, of course, Lynn and I chose to go to our granddaughters. Uh, <laughs> hello. Uh, rightfully so. You understand. You've been there. And... Uh, but uh, we went to West Oaks, and which, I don't know, I'm just taking a guess, 1,000, 1,500 people. I mean, I only saw two people with masks on, uh, which is okay. Uh, but it was a wonderful time, a great experience. And uh, our own Addison Boggs, Addison, you come, baby, is, uh, is uh, the president of her class. Uh, she is top of her class. And so I've asked her this morning to share uh, with what she shared at the graduation and to lead us in our opening prayer this morning. Baby, hope to say it. Okay, so first of all, before I start, I just want to address that this speech is addressed to the class of 21. So some of y'all might not get the references that are made, but Preacher Kenny asked me to speak. So, First of all, I would like to thank God for this opportunity 
and for allowing us all to be here together today. He has guided me through these past four years, and without him, I would not be standing on this stage before you. I would also like to thank my parents for pushing me to be the very best student, athlete, Christian, and person that I can be. They played a huge role in my high school success. To the class of 21, we have endured trials like no other class has before. High school is supposed to be the best four years of our lives, and despite our last two years of high school being disrupted, we still managed to make memories that will last a lifetime. Last year, I found several photo albums in the student council closet full of pictures from the graduating classes before us, including some of our parents. While studying these pictures and admiring the spirit that was captured in time, I began to think about our legacy and what we will leave behind. Suppose in 50 years, a grandchild or future warrior finds pictures and videos of us from our four short years here. What would they see? They might see pictures of us at 4 a.m. packed out in this very stadium, decked out in pink, prepared to endure a 24-hour day full of spirit when we hosted WSPA's Game of the Week. Maybe they'll discover a video clip of us rushing the Dixie Field during our junior year as we won our first football game in four years. Another highlight could be students lifting our principal, Dr. Blackwell, up to surf the crowd during the parking lot party prom. Watching our baseball team make program history as they dogpile on the field preparing for a state championship this week would only be a snapshot of the joy and spirit we experienced during our time here as a warrior. After all, who could forget our wrestling team winning a state title our freshman year or our volleyball team taking down the Pendleton Bulldogs on their court this past fall? Painting up before a football game and taking late night drives, singing in the car after Friday night lights, trips to cookout for a midnight milkshake, or perhaps a session of karaoke at Puerto Nuevo, these memories will stay with us long after we leave this school. The class of 21 will forever be remembered as the class that endured a worldwide pandemic. There's no question about that. However, while our class persevered through adversity, we don't want to be remembered as that class. We want to be remembered as one of the most spirited classes to come through West Oak High. We want to be remembered as the class that not only led in athletics, but also in academics. We want to be remembered not as the class that said we can't, but as the class that said we will. We will be remembered as the class that made history. During our lifetime, we will travel many roads, and it is my wish as senior class president that we take the road less traveled to pursue opportunities to serve our respective communities in wherever life leads us and strive to be part of the solution instead of the problem. West Oak High gave me the best four years of my life, and for that, I will forever be grateful. I will love you forever, class of 21. Never stop chasing your dreams. Remember, once a warrior, always a warrior. Thank you. Now, before I do the opening prayer, Mac has asked me to make an announcement on his behalf. Um, the mission trip fundraiser meal is next Sunday night, and the menu is hamburger steak, gravy, roasted potatoes, green beans, salad, rolls, 
strawberry shortcake and a beverage. And there is an insert in your bulletin if you need that. So, all right, let us pray. Dear God, thank you for this day and thank you for all the things that you've given us. Thank you that we're allowed to be here today, Lord, and gathering your name. We ask that you just be with us and guide us throughout our day and help us to be a light and serve you. We love you. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. It's only been a few months ago that I had asked Addison. I said, Addison, would you feel comfortable praying in here? And she said, no. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I, it's been a joy to watch these, these young'uns. Uh, I was thinking back about them. They're seven and eight year old when I came here. And to watch them grow up and to be so faithful uh, to the church is a joy for me as their pastor. And so uh, I congratulate all of you who graduated. Thank you. And But we're so sorry we couldn't make all uh, the graduation. But uh, Lynn and I have almost partied out this weekend. We've had three graduating parties uh, that we've been a part of. And I'm thankful, we are, that we were included. And one of the people I said, thank you for asking us. He said, it's family. Okay, Brother Bill Strickland has an announcement he wants to make, please. I know y'all heard this before, but the Lord put this on me again. It's the most wonderful thing that's happened in my life in the last 30 years is when I got mixed up with this Make-A-Wish endeavor. And I can't take any credit for what's happened in this except that I've been willing to be used, and uh, I'm going to do it again this year and try to raise as much money as I possibly can. Uh, with God running the show, in six years I've raised $143,000 for Make-A-Wish, and many people in this church has helped me do that, and, and they're the ones that deserve the credit, but I'm going to try my best to raise at least $22,500 again this year. Thank you. One more announcement. Um, I wanted to announce that we're going to have a called church conference at the end of next Sunday's service. Uh, this is um, on a motion from the deacons in the finance committee to proceed with the purchase of a replacement sign. Um, several of you probably remember a few months back there was an accident late one night. A vehicle ran off the road and took out our old sign um, with the insurance money and everybody's contributions that have come in over the following weeks. We have the money in place. We uh, had three quotes uh, that were presented, and we want to um, get a vote from the church to proceed to spend uh, money to replace our old sign with a digital sign. Uh, this won't be the old letters you stick up on a white background. This will be a digital sign that can be done uh, with a tablet, as I understand. Um, and the sign changed. Nobody's got to climb around on ladders, all of that. Um, new technology, it will be uh, a $36,000 price tag. Um, so be praying about that. Uh, we'll have that vote at the end of next Sunday service. Amen. Thanks. Thank you, 
Just wanted to send a reminder for Tuesday night. We have our women's ministry meeting in the fellowship hall at 6 o'clock. So any of the ladies, um, you're welcome to come and join us. And we have a guest speaker, so it's going to be really good. Thank you. And also we have our women's ministry mission project going on right now. Um, We've chosen to help out fostering faithfully. I talked to them. What they're in need of right now would be fast food gift cards. Any fast food gift cards would be great. But she specifically mentioned Subway, Domino's, McDonald's, Bojangles, and Zaxby's. Because those are the Wahala area. So what they do with these is when they come to pick up children from DSS, it may be one child, maybe two or three, they give those to the fostering family so that they can go and have their first meal because a lot of times they're not prepared to bring a child in right there. So if you would like to donate those gift cards, just get them to me or Kim Goss. Thank you. All right. I'd like to invite everyone to please stand and lift your voices high and strong as we sing God of our Fathers.
Let us pray. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we come, Lord, just thanking you for this special holiday for Memorial Day, celebrating the lives of those that gave their all for us, Lord, just as you did many, many years ago. And for that, we are truly grateful. We just pray that you will be with this service today, be with these tithes and these offerings, and let it be for the upbuilding of thy kingdom, Lord. Guide us and direct us, Lord, in everything we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
as we prepare for our pledges today, I've asked three of our guys if you all would come and get the flags and the Bible as we prepare to pledge allegiance uh, to the American flag, the Christian flag, and the Holy Word of God. But I want to share with you, uh, now this is to me, okay? I did not serve in the military. I was drafted, but I was a 4F because of asthma. But this morning, for the first time, I've hesitated to wear this tie pin because my daddy served in the Navy, and this simply, the little thing, this simply says USN, United States Navy. He was a Pearl Harbor survivor, but I wore, I wore that today uh, in memory of my daddy, which was part of our freedom today. So I want to read you something. This is simply a day to remember. Now, to me, it's not I wish you a happy Memorial Day, okay? I don't see anything about happy about our soldier men and women dying. I don't see anything to be happy about but to do what it says to remember. I want you to listen to this. A day to remember. There is a day that we stop and remember. The men and the women who fought with bravery, those who shed their blood and lost their lives so our country could live in liberty. There is a day that we stop and remember the colors that we love, the red, the white, and the blue of freedom that fit our country like a glove. White for purity, white for purpose, red for valor during battle, blue for justice that was paid to those who threatened us, are the gifts our Lord blessed upon our men and our women. There is a day that we stop to remember that our men have not died and women have not died in vain. For after every battle is won, our country's standards still reign. I praise God for those who've given the ultimate sacrifice. So as our flags are presented, bring them up front. And would you stand, please, as we pledge allegiance, first of all, to the American flag. I've had the opportunity, many, many military services, to be the one to present this flag. Over here, Bill. Over. I'm sorry. Yes, go ahead. Somebody had it wrong back here. This whole morning has been a disruption. The devil is happy, but he is not going to win. But many, many soldiers have fought under this. And as I said, I've had the privilege many times to present this flag to the family of their loved one who that flags had draped their coffin. And I always say, I'm presenting this flag that stands for the greatest nation in all the world. And it bothers me when people won't remove their cap and they won't salute this flag. As I've shared the colors with you, you know what it means. So attention, salute, pledge. I pledge allegiance 
to the American flag, the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, with liberty and justice for all. And our Christian flag, which stands for a Christian, the Red Cross on there stands and represents the blood that our Lord and Savior died upon. The blue, when I think of blue, I think of the blue, blue sky. There's somewhere beyond the blue, there's a place called heaven. And the white for purity and the gold is for royalty. Our Lord and Savior died for you and for me. May we pledge the Christian flag. Attention. Salute, pledge. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag for whose kingdom it stands, one brotherhood uniting all Christians in service. And, and now we will pledge the Bible. That's God's holy word. If you want to know anything about anything, it's in this holy word right here. It's, it's a pure word. There are no errors in this word. There are no contradictions in this word. Our Lord and Savior said the word is above his name. I mean, can you imagine that? That's how powerful the word is. But sometimes we overlook God's holy word. Attention. Salute. Pledge. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. And will make it a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path, and hide its words in mine heart that I might not sin against God. I want to pray. Our Father, in the name of Jesus, with a sober heart, Lord, we come before you on this uh, Memorial Day tomorrow, is what we celebrate today that. What you are to us, we love you. And we, we pause, Lord, just for a moment, and may we do this tomorrow. And call to mind all the men and the women who have died in the service of our great nation all the way from 1776 all the way up to this day. Father, I ask you to please look upon and have mercy upon those brave souls who made the ultimate sacrifice. But Father, I thank you also most of all for Jesus who made the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. Lord, may we remember, remember the, those men and women who gave their all for every branch of the armed forces, Lord. Thank you. God, thank you that I was born in America. And Lord, I think, when I think about Africa and, the, and where we were there and traveling, that ever so often we would come up on a roadblock. And if we didn't have the right papers, Lord, we couldn't go through. But I thank you today that anywhere in America we are free to go from state to state. Lord, help us to be mindful today of all the sacrifices that have been made that we might have the privilege to not only salute and pledge these flags in your holy word, but to have the privilege to have them being born in America. Lord, we ask this prayer in Jesus' name and for his sake.
Amen. Thank you, men. You may be seated.
suffered in a long time. I could take another dose of that. Wow. All right. I think we have stayed out of the altar long enough. So I'm inviting those of you who would care to come to the altar this morning for our prayer time. Brother Ken is coming to lead us. So we need to continue to pray for all of our government officials, local, national, our law enforcement. Our boys and girls are just continuing to be in shock now for trying to uphold the law. There's no respect anymore. I'm going to tell you where that starts. No respect starts in the home. I've heard young and say, you touch me and I'll call DSS. I'm just going to blister your hind end, buddy. <laughs> and take the consequences. The Bible says you spare the rod, you spoil the child. We need to pray for our military, our fire and rescue people. Our utility keepers, as we were on our way to church this morning, I saw two Blue Ridge trucks sitting because there was a problem there somewhere, and they were out there. Our shut-ins, our nursing home people. You know, if you got any, if you got any family, make sure you check on them. You know what I believe? If you don't check on them, that next generation ain't going to check on you and me. Tomorrow, Memorial Day, there'll be a lot of celebrating. There'll be a lot of drunk driving and what have you. Drugs. Be cautious. Be careful. Also, our teachers and students. For Cindy Butts, as far as I know, is still in the hospice house. Bob Armstrong is waiting for the doctor to tell him when to be there for surgery. Richard Brock also is having surgery. For our guest today, thank you so much for coming to God's house. I hope you will be in, uh, feel uh, made welcome today. Our vacation Bible school is right around the corner. Uh, Ernest E. Hobby called yesterday. Ernest is sick. He's got malaria for the third time. And he said, this has been the worst. So he's still going to the doctor. He's there in Cameroon. So please uh, pray for Ernest. Also, Lib Crane. I heard her name now because she in and out of the hospital here and there. But praise God, she and John are here this morning. So continue to pray for her. And Mr. Henry Cobb, as they try to find somewhere for him to to be placed. So would you join hands with someone or meet me here at the altar? Brother Ken, you lead us, please.
That's right. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we do thank you for this freedom that all those lives, over a million that I have mentioned, that gave for the fight of a democracy, that we can sit here today and have the freedom to worship you. Father, we also have the freedom to lift up prayer requests and concerns, as Brother Kenny has already mentioned. We lift him up today to give him the strength to finish the service and just give him the words that you would have us to hear. Father, our motto in this country is in God we trust. And may the country be a blessing to you as we thank you for the many blessings you give us each and every day, your grace and your mercy. Father, be with us and remain of this service. Again, help us to focus tomorrow as we take time out to remember those who gave it all as you gave it all for us, in Christ's name, amen. I'm not going to apologize for being emotional this morning, but uh, you have an opportunity, you have a care card there, and God leads you to put on there, I need to step aside, it's okay, you can do that, it's all right. And I plan to go as long as God will allow me to go. But this morning, the whole service is going to center around the Lord's Supper. I don't like for it to be tagged on as the end of the service because Jesus said, as often as you do this, you show forth my death until I come. And he says, do this in remembrance of me. And as we come together today uh, remembering uh, the little cups that's going to be passed in a few minutes, uh, those little things that we started back there trying to be safe, and we don't want to throw those things away, so we've got them for you again today. So let me just say this, I'm not going to be in a hurry this morning because those little things are so confusing. If you aren't careful, you will pull the wrong tab and you will have the juice open before the, the cracker. So make sure when you get it, I will, I promise you to take my time with you to find that little film, it's on top there and keep scratching till you can pull it back and that will be your wafer and then you can pull the other one will be our juice. So as I said, I will, I will take my time so that you can be ready and prepared. And when that uh, part is over, you can place that little container. Uh, for those of you who have a pew in front of you, uh, there's a place for you to put it. Um, those of you who don't have a place, uh, there's a, the railing right there. If you want to, just reach and place it up on the railing. And uh, our guys will be coming by uh, to pick that up. So, with those thoughts in mind, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of Mark. 
Mark was one of our Lord's disciple men that uh, he called and followed the Lord Jesus. And, you know, having been there in the presence of God uh, must have been an awesome thing. But then to hear our Lord speak, but then to have the Spirit of God upon him that he would write this stuff down so that even you and I today uh, have a copy of what was said. Mark's Gospel 14, beginning verse, verse 17. In the evening he cometh with the twelve. As they sat and did eat, Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, one of you who eateth with me shall betray me. And they began to be sorrowful and say to him one by one, Is it me? Is it I? I never read that portion of God's word, but what I don't think, is it me? Really? Am I betraying my Lord? When we fail to give a witness, we fail to stand in that gap and make up the hedge. It's me. He said, and another said, is it me? And he answered and said unto them, it is one of the twelve that dippeth with me in the dish. The Son of Man indeed goeth as it is written of him. But woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. God were it Good, excuse me, good were it for that man if he had never been born. And they did eat. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and he blessed it and he broke it and he gave it to them and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and they all drank of it. And he said unto them, This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many. Verily I say unto you, I will drink no more of the fruit of the vine until that day that I drink it anew in the kingdom of God. What a celebration that's going to be. And when, he had, and when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Father, help us to realize and know this morning what this supper is all about. That you gave your all. You instructed your disciples as to what they are to do. But Lord, help us even here in 2021 that we may not be guilty of betraying you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. What an awesome time it must have been to have been in that upper room when our Lord in the center of the pictures I've seen of that, He's in the center and there's six on each side. Supposedly there to stand with Him, to back Him up, to represent Him well. But then He said, one of you, one of you going to betray me. And you know in your heart, and I know in my heart, if I'm saved or not. 
You know in your heart and I know in my heart if I have betrayed the Lord before. And to say I haven't, I'd be lying. We've all betrayed the Lord at one time or the other. And after we've done that, we say, why didn't I do this? Or why didn't I do that for my Lord? Why didn't I do that? The devil is our biggest hindrance in this whole world. Satan. Lucifer, the liar, the chief, the father of lies. And he leads us in horrible ways. This morning very early. I wasn't the only one up early. (laughs) Brother Danny Boggs been up most of the night. We need to pray for his daddy, Ken. But when we arrived this morning, we, you know, some of us was arriving, some wasn't arriving, and Danny was getting nervous, and I was getting nervous, and I thought, you know, the devil is having a good time. But I, personally, I'm not going to let him win. I don't care if the nose runs. I don't care if I sneeze. I don't care if I can't breathe. I'm going to go as long and hard as I can go because he is a liar. And Jesus himself said, you get behind me, you're a liar, you're a cheat. But you know the thing about him, it always sounds good. It's okay, everybody else is doing it. It always sounds good. And if you look at it, it always looks good. And if you engage in it, it always feels good. Because the Bible says sin is pleasurable, but only for a season. Just for a little while. But this morning, if you have your prayer list out, if you'll fold it back, you should see the outline that I've I've given you for this week. And the simple question is, why? Here we are, 2021. Why do we still observe the Lord's Supper? As a Christian, because he said so, first of all. Second of all, he engaged in it. And third of all, he expects all of his followers to observe the Lord's Supper. We here at First Baptist, we do it every fifth Sunday morning. Now, some churches do it every Sunday, okay? Listen, I try to make the Lord's Supper as special, as special, as special and different as I can. I don't want it to come just, oh, hat, oh, here we go again. I want it to be time for us to reflect and to think back what happened before they engaged in the upper room with the Lord's Supper. Now the only requirement that God has to to participate and partake of the Lord's Supper is that you be born again. That you be saved. You don't have to be a member here. This is not closed communion. I don't know what that means anyway. We don't do it. Hey, it's open for an atmosphere. It's open. The Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah, I'm thankful for that. Whosoever, that meant me in my sorry, low-down kind of life, God provided. 
Well, there's seven little simple things there. Why should we observe the Lord's Supper? First of all, look at it. It's a means of declaring. Declaring the Lord's death. Now, the Bible says, if you believe that Jesus died and rose again, you can be saved. So it's declaring the Lord's death. Secondly, it means... It's a means of recognizing that our Lord's body was broken. Now, let me say this. There wasn't a bone in his body that was broken. Hello, right? But he was beaten. And as a result of that beating, his body showed up bruises. As a result of that beating and those bruises and those nails that were driven in come forth blood. Now you know today, I, I'm thankful that God has built into our blood a factor that we call clotting. Unless you, some of the, you, you're on, we're on blood thinner and we don't clot as quickly as we'd like for it to. But I'm thankful for that ability that he put in us that the blood will clot to stop the bleeding, okay? But on that day, our Lord's blood flowed just like yours and mine. But on that day, hanging on the cross, it did not clot. Now let me tell you something. There is a song that has to do with the shedding of blood, and it says he spilt. No, he did not. He did not spill his blood. Listen, when I spill something, it's an accident, right? I, I didn't mean to do it. He didn't spill his blood. He shed his blood. He gave it all for you and for me. And so I recognize that. Well, thirdly, why do we observe the Lord's Supper? Let me tell you, it's a means of obeying the Lord's commands. Now, the Bible says that his commands are not burdensome. We may think, oh, I just can't keep the Ten Commandments. Well, the Bible says if you break one, you broke all of them. But thank God for forgiveness. We don't mean to break them, but the devil sees to it that we break, break it. We hear that. We break it. I thank God for forgiveness. And one of the disciples said, Lord, how many times should I forgive my neighbor? Seven times? No. He said seven times 70. That's 490 times, isn't it? Dean, I'm not going to remember how many times you forgive me or I forgive you. Why 470? Because you can't keep up with it and you shouldn't keep up with it. Hey, I'll forgive and forgive and forgive and keep on forgiving. Why should we observe the Lord's Supper? It's a means of proclaiming that salvation is by Christ's blood. You know what? Jesus died one time. And he died for all. When he signed that check, paid in full. And then he said on the cross, it's finished. You can't add nothing to it. 
I can't add anything to it, and we certainly better not take anything away from it. Died once and died for all. And oh, by the way, he died for my past sins. He died for my present sins. And he died for my future sins. Because in my future sins, I may not have an opportunity to say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. I may not have that opportunity. But it's not going to keep me out of heaven because he died for my past, present, and future. Number five, it is a means by which Christians, saved people, can examine themselves. Now, the scripture says, let a man examine himself. You and I, we have to be the judge, okay? It's not whether I'm worthy to partake of this, but have I asked God to forgive me of my sins, okay? That's what makes me worthy, that I have asked him to forgive me of my sins. Forgive me where I have failed you, Lord. Number six, why do we observe the Lord's Supper? It's a means of having fellowship with the Lord's people. You know, I, I'm, I know without a doubt, Jesus knew what was going to go on in the upper room. He knew. He knew that all 12 guys was going to be there. He knew that the one of those 12 was going to betray him. But you notice in that betrayal part, he never called Judas's name. He has said, one of you. He don't like to pass judgment, okay? You and I, we're the ones to pass judgment. I, I'm to judge my own self and see, hey, where do I lack today? What do I lack? Well, it's a means of fellowship. We come together and observe the Lord's Supper and partake it as a family. Well, they gather together to prepare for his death. Not much is recorded, not much is said of what all the conversation that must have went on around that table that day. But I say that little simple thing to say this. I don't know of anybody, and probably there are some, who don't have a cell phone of some kind. But it seems like we as a family, we can't sit down for a meal together without giving it this, you know. I didn't take my telephone into the graduation. I did it on purpose. I didn't want to be interrupted. But then I read in the program, it said, if you have your cell phone, please put it on silence or turn it off. Out of respect. If I become so important that I got to have my cell phone with me 100% of the time, I'm out of here. I don't bring it in church. Say, what if somebody needs you? I'm not a doctor. You know, I'm sorry. I don't want that thing interrupting me while I'm trying to do what God has called me to do. He didn't call me to take a cell phone. He didn't call me to answer the cell phone. But I'm thankful for the, 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 way, the communication line, okay? You say, what if your family needs you right now? I can't walk out of here. 
True story. My 10th anniversary at Earl's Grove, I was seated on the front row less than a minute before standing up to preach. And my, I had a pager in those days. Wasn't no cell phone. I had a pager. Pager buzzed. I looked down, didn't recognize the number. One of my dickens was close by. I said, go see who this is. He called that number, and it was the uh, fire marshal. said, I need to speak to your pastor. Say, hey, man, he's fishing to preach. What's the problem? said, would you please tell him one of his trailers is on fire right now? He came and handed me a piece of paper. I didn't pay it a bit of attention. That trailer wasn't as important as me feeding my people. Hello? It wasn't important. After service, i tell you how important it was. My family, we gathered it at the house to eat. I'm finished, just about finished eating, and one of the boys said, Daddy, somebody's out there. Went to the door, are you Kenny Owen? Yes, I said, sir, do you know you had a trailer burn up this morning? I said, yeah, I got the message. Well, why aren't you over there? I said, because I was at church and I'm with my family. What is the problem? You're the fire marshal. <laughs> and that's not to degrade our fireman or our fire marshal. You understand? Now, listen, he's doing his job. Do you know what that, that happened on my 10th anniversary just prior to me standing up to preach? I got hate mail that that was a junkie trailer, that it need to be moved. We will help you move it, but they never signed their name. How are you going to call on somebody you don't know who they are? <laughs> it's a sad thing that we live in today. Long story short, they caught the people who done it. He said, do you want to prosecute? I said, no, sir. You don't? I said, no, sir. I said, if you burn the trailer while I'm gone, you'll burn my house. I said, but I wish you would talk to them and just tell them what the consequences could be. They never did. That person that done it hated me from that day on. Our Lord was hated about everywhere he went. There was always a devilish group that hated him and hated what he'd done and hated what he was going to do. And when he died on that cross, they were happy and they were satisfied. But I thank God, but three days later, he came out of that grave walking hand and foot and nobody could stop him. I'm gonna say, hey, when he comes back on them clouds, nobody's going to stop him. You can bury somebody and pour 10 yards of concrete on that grave, but it's going to bust open. I said bust, and I should have said burst, and he's going to come out. Either way you want to look at it, busted or bursted, he's, he's coming forth out of that grave. Well, last of all, why do we, why do we want to celebrate this? Listen, it's a, it's a means by which we remember. We remember that the Lord is coming again. He said, do this until I come. Not if I come. Not if I think about it or if I feel like it. Uh-uh. Our Lord right now is like a track runner. He is in the chop. 
And he's waiting on his father to say, son, I think it's wedding time. Whoo, can you imagine what a wedding that's going to be when Jesus comes and collects the bride? That's you and me. That is you and me, the bride of Christ. I'm ready for that great event. I, I don't know about you, but I am ready for that great event. It could happen any time, by the way. Nothing is to stop our Lord from coming right now. There's nothing on the um, gospel calendar that's got to take place before Jesus comes. I mean, he's prepared, and he is ready, even as I speak, he's ready to come. I've had the opportunity this week to share two things with some people. First of all, you know, we, we almost got a flood the other night, land almost two inches. And that devotional that morning, I remember that morning was about the bow. Wow, what a promise that's still going on today, that I'll not destroy the earth by water anymore. I won't do it. But then also I read, the clouds and the sky was full of them, or the dust of his feet. And I says to the guy, boy, he's busy today. He's busy today. Our men are coming to pass out these little kits. There won't be two passings today, okay? There'll be the juice passing, uh, I mean the wafer and the juice, all in one. So guys, if you will, go ahead, because I want to give them time, plenty of time to open this up. Ben, what I say it now, that little tiny invisible film almost, you get a hold of that and you peel it back and it will reveal the, the cracker. In case you're wondering about our children's church or our nursery, that's being covered uh, as we speak uh, concerning the Lord's Supper. In remembrance of me, what do you remember? Well, I'll say this to our graduating seniors. Yesterday when I stood and I heard that, what do you call it, pomp and circumstance, when y'all marched in, See, I done forgot. I was reflecting back on the day on Wren High School's football stadium where we marched in 55 years ago. <laughs> Give me cold chills even yesterday to hear that and think and remember back. We recently had our had a reunion and two. Two of our teachers were there. Barely couldn't go. One was my math teacher, Ms. Lawless. She was a beautiful girl. Wow. I thought, man, if I was older, I'd date my teacher. <laughs> and I told her, when I saw her, I said, Ms. Lawless, I said, you was one of the prettiest teachers I had. I said, you're still pretty. You know, we remember Remember back when Jesus saved you, where it was if you can. Some people got it down to a second. I don't have that. 
But the thing is, are you saved? It's so important today. Because when we stand before God, he may say, you remember? You remember being in the service? You remember when the preacher said all you got to do is believe and you didn't? You remember? And then he's going to say, I'm sorry. I never knew you. You know, as they were passing out the bread, the Bible says that uh, he broke that bread and he gave thanks. Now, uh, hopefully, uh, keep working on it. If you, if you don't have it, uh, we'll wait a few more seconds uh, to get that thing peeled back. I messed up one time. I peeled the whole thing back. Juice went everywhere. I was embarrassed. <laughs> you know, it must have been a solemn time in the upper room. When Jesus said, one of you is going to turn against me. I can't imagine. And hey, I can't imagine me doing that. But, you know, sometimes it happens because the devil sees to it that it will happen. But he took the bread and he broke it. And he gave thanks. Brother Ray, would you lead us in prayer, please? After he broke it, gave blessings, he said, take this and divide it among yourselves. He said, after supper, I love the word supper. I like a good breakfast. I can skip lunch, but I look forward to supper. I can still hear my mama. As a young boy, I'd be way off out in the yard somewhere. I was outdoors, youngin. You can find me in the house till dark. I'd hear her holler. And you can laugh if you want to. It's okay. Sugar man, supper's ready. You know how many times she called me? One time. If I didn't go, whose fault was it? Mine. Jesus calls us. Might not be, but one time. That call may never, ever come again. But he said after supper, he took the cup. And he blessed the cup also. Brother Dave Miller, would you lead us in prayer, please?
Amen. He said, this cup represents my blood, which is shed for you. After supper, it says they sang a hymn and went out into the night. Susan is coming to lead us in our hymn of invitation. You know, it's not too late to be saved. But if you're not saved, you leave this world today, it'll be too late. It will be too late. I beg you, I plead with you, obey the Lord today. What, whatever God's put on your heart, you don't have to share it with me, but you may just want to come and, and put it on the altar this morning as you want to follow the Lord. Susan, what are we singing, please? I have decided to follow Jesus. Yes. give our usher boys time to get to your destination. Need five. One over here, there, the center. One here, one there. And uh, think about losing your house, all your possessions, and then your automobile. Give like the Lord would have you give today.
God bless you. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for your patience with your pastor today. Thank you for making this service special. And if you have your care cards, pass them to the closest aisle and a couple of our, uh, anybody over here wants to pick them up, fine. Make sure you give them to me uh, on your way out this morning. Thank you, Dave, for reminding me of that. Brother Jeff Underwood, son, would you come around? Jeff is one of our veterans, Marines. I thank God that God spared his life during the war, that he's present with us, him and his precious wife and children. So guys, are you ever, everybody where you're supposed to be? Seeing, hearing nothing, I guess so. Brother Jeff, son, anything you want to say, it's okay. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you with most humble hearts this morning, uh, thankful for the opportunity and completely humbled to break bread and, and drink the blood that you've uh, commanded us to do in remembrance of you, Lord. Uh, to be an American and have the opportunity to do that, you, uh, you know the lives that, that Brother Ken mentioned earlier that, that went before us and, and made that ultimate sacrifice and gave us the opportunity to continue to worship you in freedom without uh, worry of uh, reprimand or punishment. All the battles that, that this country's fought over the last 245 years, uh, there's men in, in this church that know that they went against a worthy adversary, Lord, from the, uh, from the North Vietnamese and Viet Cong, the Koreans, the Mujahideen in Afghanistan, but we were usually battling atheist or, or Muslim or uh, Buddhist. Lord, hopefully our men could turn to you in, in times of need, and those that lost their lives hopefully were saved by your grace. Uh, we remember those, those fighting men and women that, that paid that sacrifice today and tomorrow, Lord. It's their day of, of remembrance. Uh, give our uh, church family traveling mercies today as they uh, spend time with their families and bring us back to your house the next point of time. It's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen.